cheerful music here in the streets of Amersfoort and welcome to another episode of The Walk. I'm Father Roderick. And this is the week of uh, the beginning of Lent. I can't believe how quickly time passes. And we still, we have a very late Lent this year compared to previous years. And I'm not complaining. It's much easier, I think, to start Lent when the weather is better and temperatures are, are warming up. Um, I don't know, it makes it feel lighter in a certain way. Uh, here in the Netherlands, of course, Lent uh, begins, just like anywhere else, by the way, on Ash Wednesday. But after um, an entire week of carnival, though, that is a huge thing here, especially in the Catholic areas, Catholic regions of our country, where uh, you will have these big parades, and sometimes also in Catholic enclaves. And one of our villages... Um, or actually the two villages that are associated to our parish uh, in Amersfoort, are those Catholic enclaves where they celebrate Carnival. And they do it in style. There's always a Mass uh, in church. This year I was not one of the celebrants of those Masses. I've done that many times in the past. But this year they asked... Um, ooh, ice cream. Oh, they're selling... The, the Italian ice cream stores, they're opening early this year. Mm, at the beginning of Lent, that is not fair. <laughs> That's not, it's crazy. Normally, around this time of the year, it can be still extremely cold, and uh, and they stay closed. Usually, they're on vacation in Italy, the owners, and they only open up uh, in March and towards the end of March. But they're already open now because the the weather has been so good lately. Oh, that's going to be a big source of tempt- of temptation. <laughs> So, in uh, the, the, they asked uh, Mauricio Meneses, who is a Colombian missionary who works uh, in our parishes, uh, to do those masses. And of course, as a South American priest, he's really got a good he's got a good feel for 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 celebrations and festive occasions. So I'm I'm really uh, eager to hear how he will do. <laughs> um, so the uh, and then and then of course we start on Ash Wednesday. The, the uh, we, we start Lent, and for me it's always a question: How am I going to make that time special? Um, I've, I've, every year I try to do something out of the ordinary, at least for me, out of the ordinary. Like a year I went uh, vegetarian for uh, an entire uh, for the entire uh, time of Lent, and I, I enjoyed it actually. I learned a lot of new recipes and also discovered that it was not necessary to eat meat all the time and to be, be a little bit more responsible in, wa- in what I eat and how I cook. So that's always an option. Another one was I tried to live for one, uh, I think it was three, four years ago, on uh, like minim- minimum wages. Uh, so there are a lot of people in the Netherlands that live on, on welfare and uh, they have a micro-budget for... for uh, for food and for just household items, etc. And I tried to find out, I think it was a couple of euros a day that they normally can spend on, on uh, staying alive. And I tried to emulate that and to live uh, for the entire time of Lent on basically that budget. And I remember how hard it was to constantly figure out, you know, what can I do with one euro? And what is the best investment of my money? And made me so much aware of the ease with which I normally spend so much money 
on things that I don't really need and that are just superfluous and that just this, this awareness of how a lot of people in my own country, and we're not a third world country, the Netherlands is a very rich country, and yet there are also people here that live in poverty and to experience, not just not, not to think about it or know it intellectually, but to experience it literally, uh, uh, to, to join their forced lifestyle. Um, this is a small corridor underneath a, one of our medieval uh, city gates um, that that also made that time of Lent an experience that I that I won't forget anytime soon so I'm still I'm wondering what what can I do this year um, what, what is and I haven't figured it out yet and so maybe uh, your input can help me I'd love to hear some of your uh, your own ideas or initiatives and again, it's not to, um, it's absolutely not to, to um, show off. Like, look how pious I can be. I'm, that would be the opposite of what Jesus asks uh, when it comes to fasting. It's always like, don't talk about it, don't show it, don't put this on display. Um, but this is between you and God, uh, between you and, and God, your Father. And so, but... It's, it he doesn't he means basically that it, it should not be fake it's it should not the purpose of fasting is not to show other people how holy you are but it is to to help you um, purge your heart of everything that is in in between you and God and between you and, and his love and to go back to the essential so that that is the challenge this year and I don't think it's a it's a problem to exchange ideas about that and to help each other doing just that this is this used to be a computer store or a computer game store and uh, apparently as far as I can tell it's it's closing down and they're uh, they are, they're they put everything on sale right now it's a bit of a shame because it was one of the last gaming stores that we had and uh it, it 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 can't compete with the uh, uh, with the internet businesses. Is it already completely closed? I mean, I still see a lot of stuff in their sh- in their shops, and they're uh, discounting everything right now. This was a, a cool store, by the way, because they had vintage video games as well—an entire section with the old Nintendo games and uh, the entire gaming era that I that is missing in my life even though I've been a gamer since I was in primary school um, but I was in seminary and I did not have access to uh, computers or well, I had a computer that I could type on but that was about it but uh, it's, it's almost like a hole in my personal history that shouldn't be there because I know that if I hadn't been a seminarian in, in uh, Belgium I would have totally you know, been, been a, a, an early Nintendo adopter and everything Anyway, it's just a hole in terms of in terms of want, not in terms of need, and uh, and that of course is also kind of part of Lent. It's, it's um, what do you truly need to be the person that you're called to be, and what is superfluous, and to become more aware of that. So the, the ideas that I'm contemplating <clears throat> all have to do with that. Um, one. Uh, challenge but I, I'm not sure if it's feasible but I'm intrigued by the idea 
is to live this time of Lent waste-free. That seems impossible in this era of plastic and uh, throw this throwaway culture where we buy without even thinking what the impact is on the environment. And so I produce, just like many of us, a lot, a lot of garbage. And I've become more aware of that ever since I moved to the new rectory because in that part of the city, you're supposed to separate your, uh, your trash. And so you have to put all the plastics together. You have to, well, we already did that, all the glass, of course. And then you have the drinking cartons, you know, the milk stuff. Um, and the, the biodegradable um, uh, waste. And so I have separate containers for all of that. And that in itself is already an amazing eye-opener for me, especially when it comes to plastic. I can't believe how quickly that plastic container fills up. And I have to go and throw it in the special uh, plastic... Uh, uh, what is gathering or in, there's a gathering point for plastics and I have to empty it and, and it is much more plastic than glass for instance the glass of course is recyclable much easier to recycle than, than plastics and I've, I've, I'm following a number of people that often post about uh, these issues um, I've even on, pur- on purpose uh, I'm following some Instagram accounts with ideas just tips like instead of buying this and this and that, that is uh, taxing the environment quite a bit, why not you know, use this or that alternative? It's almost like what would, would vegan or vegetarian food, <laughs> foodies um, have as an attitude, like you don't need meat in order to live a healthy lifestyle and be more creative. This is, this is the same attitude when it comes to waste. Like let's not put pressure on on our environment uh, and on, on, our, on our future generations and instead try to be more creative and find alternatives. Um, and so going waste-free, that's one of the most radical ideas that I've seen. And that is you, you don't even recycle, but instead you only uh, bring in your home what you can consume without trash without generating trash and uh it means that you basically should buy everything uh free of plastics free of of um uh well probably carton and paper no i think even that because that's recycling and what they say is recycling also costs energy it's not entirely waste free so instead change completely radically change your lifestyle so that you buy everything fresh or you grow your own stuff and you try to stay away from everything that, that increases the, your trash pile. That, I, that is a challenge I like because it seems impossible. And of course I will fail. But if you don't put the bar very high, you'll never get creative. So maybe I'll try to do that. Or uh, I'm, I'm already in my mind, I'm watering it down. Well, what if I do like... A little bit of trash instead of a lot of trash like I produce right now. But the more I think of it, the more I'm, the more I'm inclined to, to choose that as a target. It's something I've never done before. It's definitely an issue that I'm struggling with um, and because of just of my habits. If it just, you know, I go to the supermarket, for instance. I get groceries to cook. And instead of buying 
uh, I don't know, lettuce or whatever, I buy it pre-cut. And, or I buy a mix of vegetables that I can use for my kind of Chinese-style dishes. And, and it comes in these plastic containers. And, and that's not necessary because you can just buy the fresh ingredients and cut, cut them up myself. But it's just convenience, you know? It's just laziness. Eh, it's all right. And, and then oftentimes that, that stuff is on sale as well um, towards the end of the day. So I, I give myself an excuse to, to buy that, that, that prefab stuff. Um, and I still cook a healthy meal, but I don't take into account the waste that it generates. And so uh, it's also something that I feel called to change the behavior. Gradually, yes, but sometimes you need to make some radical choices to, to kind of enforce the habit and, and, make, and turn it really into a lifestyle and not just a, a small effort that... You know, as soon as it's inconvenient, you, you kind of skip again. That's one of the advantages of Lent. It is 40 days. So that's a lot of time to really develop new habits and, and uh, long-lasting habits. So perhaps that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to live trash-free. And I think it's also going to be a very interesting process to share and to ask for input. You know, how do I do that? Because, I, I mean, it goes very far. It's not just the food. Okay, that is a Mercedes with very young people in there that don't look as if they can afford a Mercedes. So I'm always thinking, okay, you probably have a very rich father or something like that. Or, I don't know, you're selling stuff that you should, you're not supposed to sell. Um, it, it's, it, I think it's going to be fun. That's basically what... And, and you may object, it, well, Lent is not supposed to be fun. And I would say, well, well says who? <laughs> says, Jesus does not say that. Actually, he warns uh, people against uh, taking themselves too seriously when they fast. And he uh, criticizes people that put on those somber faces and to show other people how hard it is to, to be as holy as, as I am. And, and Jesus says, don't do that. When you fast, when you pray, when it, wash your face, look radiant, smile. Well, he doesn't say that, but I can imagine that he could, he could say that as well. Just don't show the wor- world that you're, you're fasting. And, and th- I think there is something very profound in that. Ultimately, fasting and all the other things that we do over Lent, like praying more and giving alms, helping the poor, is not supposed to make you miserable. It's something that Jesus proposes because he knows it will make us happier. It will make us feel much more the person that we are called to be. And it helps us, this, this concentrated time, to do things that normally we would not do because we're too lazy or we, don't, we lose focus. It's not always ill will, but it can just be just a lack of time and, I don't know, energy. Oh, this little cat in the sun... Behind the window, and he found the very spot in the windowsill where where there is a, a ray of sunshine. Cats are, you would almost think that they're cold blooded. That's how much they like the heat. I think I'm a cat. <laughs> so, um, and and I I truly believe that's that's been my experience over the past few years. Whenever whenever I would do these things that for some people are sound like like 
hell on earth, like becoming a vegetarian, or worse, a vegan. Like, why would you do that to yourself? You must be, you must be terrible all the time. You must be miserable all the time. And I would always say, well, that's not my experience. I th I actually, it was sometimes it gave me so much energy. I was elated to, to try that out and to challenge myself. And so perhaps for the, for the whole waste thing, that could be... That could be, and, and of course, uh, also people would say, well, what difference does it make? You, okay, so you're a vegan. Do you really think that that's going to change the world? No, I don't think that. Perhaps in the long run, yes, if more and more people are, try, are, are, fine, are discovering the advantages of such a lifestyle for the world, for the environment, but also for, personally for yourself. Um, but it, it doesn't make a huge dent. Absolutely not. I mean, I'm just one of millions of people living here in the Netherlands, and me trying to to not generate plastic waste is not going to make any difference in the grand scheme of things, in the grand scale of things. But it is it's it's a mentality change for me, and especially if I if I share that, if it if I uh, through that experience I can discover things that can help other people as well. It does it does start to make a little bit of a change. And um, I, I remember an economics professor in when I was in the first year uh, of philosophy. We have we had some uh, courses on uh, uh, economic philosophy or philosophical economics. I forgot what it was. And he always said, it, it, you feel always helpless as one individual consumer in, in the great movements of the economy. But he would always emphasize, the economy ultimately is the result of individual choices. And if you don't make a change, and you don't make choices, then it is in the end, if everyone thinks like that, like, oh, the economy, it's a process that we can't influence, then nothing will change but if individuals start to make life changes it can ultimately really change the economy and that is what we've seen it's a, it's, it's a long process and it's a it's a multi-layered process but if people become more aware of their impact on the environment and feel more responsible for the the future that we give our, our children and grandchildren then if more and more people start to make these individual choices, it will actually start to change the economies, change our behavior, put pressure on, um, on, on uh, companies to change their production ways. I mean, look at, look at the amount of, of um, kind of more responsible entrepreneurs that we see nowadays where they really try, to, they even advertise with their environmental friendly approach. And it, it, even though you pay more, it gives them an edge on the competition that is just going on in the old, in the old way. So the, my personal behavioral change can change ideologies. It can change the mentality. And as soon as that gets picked up, then you get the big, bigger changes. So, yeah, I think that will be my, my, Lenten, my Lenten project for this year. Try to live waste-free for 40 days. <laughs> I will let you know in the upcoming weeks how that goes and in the meantime I'd love to hear your projects for Lent your uh, and, and, and I would hesitate like that's a kind of a meme almost on, on the internet where people uh, showcase what they're giving up for Lent but that's that sounds too much like a negative choice for me you're not giving up you're choosing something else something positive 
And as a result of that, it's easier to let go of other behavior or other things. So try to reformulate it that way. I'm choosing, like I'm not giving up waste. Although that would be actually quite a positive thing to say. I'm, I'm giving up waste for Lent. <laughs> but I'm choosing to minimize my impact on the environment for 40 days and hopefully for the rest of my life. And I'm going to start with these 40 days to try to figure out how to do that best. Try to formulate it in a positive way. It's also more motivating and less frustrating than if you're constantly obsessed with the, what am I giving up? I'm giving up chocolate for Lent. Give me a break. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a chocolate addict, but that is, it's, that's it. You're giving up chocolate or I'm giving up coffee for Lent. Eh. Try to for, reformulate it like I'm choosing to... Um, eat healthy things, things that really give me strength and energy uh, in these next couple, 40 days. And so that means that, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm going to get rid of the chocolate, not because I hate myself and I hate the world and chocolate in particular. It's not a negative choice. It is I'm choosing something positive. And as a result of that, yes, I'm going to give up things, but I'm going to do that smiling because I've chosen something that makes it worth giving up. You see, what, that's the kind of mindset that I try to put myself in at the start of Lent. And I hope that's something that can help you too to make this Lent a special time. Take advantage of these 40 days. Even if you're not even Catholic or Christian, it's still an amazing kind of a challenge you can give yourself to, to make some changes for the good in your personal life and in the world in which you live. So hopefully that helps. Let me know what you're going to do. And uh, I will keep you up to date on my challenge as well. Thanks for listening. Thanks for all of you that support me, uh, especially my patrons over at patreon.com slash fatherroderick. I really appreciate your, your support, your help, and your input. And uh, we'll talk soon. Have a, have a great start of Lent. God bless. <laughs>